Hello and welcome to ES101 Weekly, where we discuss all the latest news in engineering. You are here with authors Tim, Aidan, Martin and Jack. Today's subject is catalytic cracking. Almer M. McAfee first developed catalytic cracking in 1915. In 1922, two Frenchmen set up a lab for catalytic cracking of lignite oil to gasoline. Eugene Hodger, an owner of the lab, found a clay mineral that could convert the lignite oil to gasoline. The Hodger process used reactors with a fixed bed of catalysts and was a semi-batch operation with multiple reactors, some in operation and others regenerating the catalysts. With the invention of the moving bed to continuously move the catalysts and the regeneration sections, the process became continuous. Researchers Donald Campbell, Homer Martin, Eager Murphy, and Charles Tyson of the Standard Oil of New Jersey developed the first fluidized catalytic cracking unit by adding a low velocity of gas through a powder making it flow similar to a liquid. Fluid catalytic cracking units play a major role in the operations of petroleum refineries. They serve the purpose of converting high molecular weight, high boiling point petroleum fractions into more valuable products. These products include higher value gasoline, middle distillates and olefinic gases. The petroleum fractions that are usually converted include vacuum gas oils and atmospheric gas oils. These fractions are converted into products with the use of a catalyst, most of which have zeolite bases. The heavy oil fractions of a previous separation become the feedstock for the catalytic cracking unit, which consists of a riser, a reactor and a regenerator. Once introduced to the riser, the catalyst vaporizes the feed. The feed vapor continues to rise up the reactor, where the cracking reaction is completed. The new, smaller hydrocarbons pass through separation cyclones within the reactor to strip off any remaining catalyst and proceed to another separator. The catalyst, meanwhile, travels from the reactor to the regenerator in order to burn off the coke produced by the reaction. The burning provides the catalyst with thermal energy needed to vaporize the new feed as it returns to the riser. Now we will pause for a short interlude. Thank you for waiting, we will now return to the program. Catalytic cracking processes are used to convert heavy oil fractions into light hydrocarbons. The multiple reactions that occur involve the introduction of acid catalysts, usually zeolites, which are large lattices of aluminium, silicon and oxygen atoms carrying a negative charge, heated to a high temperature to break down the carbon bonds in the hydrocarbon chain CNHN, of the feedstock and then turn the feedstock into various compositions such as naphtha, fuel gas, gasoline, light cycle oils, etc. For example, if you take dodecane C12H26 and crack it, it can produce products such as ethane C2H6, ethylene C2H4 and various other compounds that can be used as fuel. The advantages of catalytic cracking are no fuel from outside is required for catalytic cracking, the pressure required is low, the total yield of fuel is high, 
and the sulfur content of all products are low. But with advantages come disadvantages. Some of these disadvantages are the incomplete conversion of the fuel in some circumstances, polymerizing of olefins in the system, and coking on the catalyst, which can lead to deactivation. Improvements to the catalytic cracking process would include reducing the coke deposition on the catalyst, which will make the reactions more efficient, and completing the conversion of the fuel to get a higher yield. I hope the podcast was informative and entertaining for all of you. From all of us behind the scenes here at ES101 Weekly, thank you and have a good day. Thank you.